Um, we're doing another Rated XXX because we can't be bothered to think of actual topics Content. to talk about <laughs> because Content. it's yeah. a depressing time and we've been filling our days by watching movies anyway so we may as well watch movies that we want to talk about with you guys yeah. or, hey. you guys, or you people I, I don't know who's listening yeah hi hi to our one listener yeah Freya, what we what did we watch last night, and what are we talking about today? Mrs. Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones. Uh, Bridget Jones, Bridget, Bridget Jones. Jones diary, Bridget Jones. Um, and it was great. I was very excited to watch it. I'm excited to talk about it. Had a great time. I love Bridget Jones. It definitely held up better than I was expecting it to because it's from 2001 and I don't think I've watched it since I was about 12, mm-hmm. 13. And obviously, you know, my opinions on a lot of things have changed since that Good. Day in my life. <laughs> Good. Um, so I was kind of expecting it to have held up worse for me to be cringing a lot more at some of the views and opinions in that film and I was cringing at some of the views and opinions in that film yeah. definitely some of them aren't great but overall I had a really good time in there, but, but I had a yeah I I it, let me tell you about my history with with, with Bridget Jones let me let me let me let me share Go for it. um I just feel like my entire childhood was watching like Bridget Jones's diary with my mum and I used to watch it so much, and the second one as well, Edge of Reason, which I think we should watch and talk about as well, because the whole time I was watching it, I was like, when's this bit happening? When's this bit happening? And I realised all that stuff happens in the second film. Uh, and I think it did me a little bit of damage. Really? <laughs> watching it so many times when I was younger. Because um, even though it slaps, it's a great film. Oh, the soundtrack. The soundtrack slaps. Damn. <laughs> Um, uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of ideas there's a lot of yeah, um, opinions think... going on in Bridget Jones which probably wasn't particularly use, uh, useful for my youthful little brain yes um, <laughs> I think trigger warning at the top of this if you've never seen mm-hmm. Bridget Jones um, they there are a couple of things in it that maybe you should be warned about because mm-hmm. we're all adults here and we know about trigger warnings now um mm-hmm. there is a lot of discussions of dieting and losing weight and numbers weight numbers, numbers yes so you know if that's, that's like, gonna affect you then shaming yeah a lot of a lot of gross stuff like that so <clears throat> you are warned um and yeah. also there's mention of sexual harassment in a kind of jokey way so if you're not <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that. To listening about 
sexual harassment being made light of um also trigger warning for that because that's also yeah. a bit gross yes yeah, we, we understand we support we understand um what was your what's your um history with miss jones um our girl bridget our girl bridget um yeah i definitely remember watching it when i was younger um with my mom as well it's such a movie you watch with your mom. it's such a mom film <laughs> it really is um I, I just remember thinking like oh my god Bridget Jones is so old first of all she's 32 in this film 32 I like, <laughs> when I was younger oh I was like oh my god 32 she's so old to be like unmarried with a kid without kids TikTok. <laughs> oh so gross that's what um, they say the whole time TikTok, I know Bridget, you're 32 I know it's just crazy and um I just thought Bridget Jones also I thought she was frumpy and big mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought she was she was fat and kind of ugly yeah which upon upon rewatching, not fat not ugly and also those things aren't even synonymous anyway <laughs> no. obviously Renee Zellweger looks amazing the entire time she has this like I think it's I'm just steamrolling across your your Bridget's history, but she they the makeup that they've done on her in this film to make her look sort of wind beaten cheeks of a British woman mm-hmm. is very impressive to me because she constantly looks like like it's been really windy and gross outside, which is a very British look. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? She's always kind of a bit red in the cheeks and on the nose. Yeah, and it kind of gives her this sort of. Um, I guess it's supposed to give her that sort of frumpy look. She hasn't got like smooth skin, but she looks great. She looks healthy. She's all like her little face is all like round, and she's so cute. I know she's so cute, and she looks <laughs> she looks so nice. And like I think um, I was saying to Freya when we were watching the film, the opening outfit she's in, she's wearing this sort of like red shirt. <laughs> Um, like carpet print, it's like, like a carpet, carpet print material print. Sort of yeah, pinafore dress. I was like, I would wear the fuck out of that, and I would love it. I wish I had the outfit. I wish I had all of Bridget Jones's outfits. And I remember young when I was younger, thinking, oh, she looks so lame. Yeah, but now yeah. I just look like Bridget Jones. I think she's great. I yeah, I I love her. I knew I was going to relate to her going into it because like yeah I, I I watched it so much but I didn't remember a lot about it to be honest and I knew I was going to like relate to her but honestly I was like finally some representation of <laughs> kind of just like chain smoking sad single girls um which she also oh isn't sad but it's <laughs> it's just such a be discussed it's, it's, it's such a Hollywood representation of like sad and a loser but like she has these this great friendship group they seem really fun they're really supportive thick flat oh my god her flat is amazing she lives in like central london with this beautiful open plan flat she works at a company at at a publisher's presumably doing kind of well for herself um she looks great i I mean her life gets just like noticeably worse when she starts trying to find a, a man. No need. <laughs> I, I'm happy to watch a film where, like, Bridget Jones just vibes. 
Yeah, I'd love a mirror of Dribbridge and what she's doing. Living her life. Yeah, she's just happy. <laughs> Let her fucking live. But the whole Let Bridget is just... happy. Bridget Jones is, is also she's she's as a person, she's pretty unproblematic. Like she doesn't really I mean she uses the um she uses a couple of um homophobic slurs. But uh, yeah the film. And it's it's 2001. I mean, it's not great. This, this but... whole film, you've got to sit there and be like, this is 2001. <laughs> yeah. There's, 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 there's some stuff in it where you're like, oh, uh, it's 2001. And I don't think Bridget Jones, if she, well, I presume she's still a lot around now. She's still with us. <laughs> um, I don't think Bridget Jones would use um, any uh, gay slurs anymore. I don't think she'd use homophobic slurs. No, absolutely not. No. Um, um... Do you want to do a summary of Bridget Jones? Yes, I'll do a very... every time I try and do a plot summary, it takes about forty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done a summary of anything in my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I'll just do a brief summary. Basically, Bridget Jones is this woman. She lives in London. She is sad and alone apparently well she's she you know she doesn't have a boyfriend and she's quite upset about that because a lot of her friends do and she would like to you know find a partner and that's well. yeah and her basically ends with her mum is constantly trying to set her up with men single men that she knows and she goes to a party at christmas and she meets mark darcy mark who darcy. she thinks is really hot and she's like "Ooh, mark darcy maybe this one is a good one and then she sort of fumbles with her words and she's a bit bizarre. And then Mark Darcy's kind of rude about her. Yeah, he goes and straight up bitches about her to his mum, like, in earshot. I know, like, it's so horrible. frumpy, like, verbal diarrhea woman. You're trying to set me up. <laughs> oh, Bridget. Oh, my God, Bridget. Yeah, so <laughs> she is like, okay, fuck Mark Darcy. And then you also find out that she is in love or, you know, fancies her boss, who is called Daniel Cleaver. Daniel Cleaver, who is played by um, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant and, he, and um, Colin Firth plays Mark Darcy. Mark Darcy. Mark Darcy. Um, and she basically manages to seduce Daniel Cleaver by wearing lots of short skirts to work, um, where he basically sexual harasses her, sexually harasses her by email. By um, not by email, by instant messenger. <laughs> instant messenger. He's like by internal company instant messenger. <laughs> yeah, that feels like both traceable. Um, <laughs> anyway, so she manages to seduce him. She goes away um, on a weekend with him to. Um, oh no, she goes to like a press release thing for mm. her a new book called Kafka's Kafka's Motorbike. Yeah, bizarre. <laughs> anyway. She kind of fumbles out the speech, and she suddenly Mark Darcy is also there for some reason, and um, Daniel tells her turns up every oh my god, he's fucking everywhere. Fucking uh, apparently, everywhere. London. So is, apparently, there's only twenty people in London. Apparently, um. <laughs> yeah. um and Daniel Cleaver tells her that he does not like Mark Darcy because Mark Darcy once slept with his fiance and left him, you know, heartbroken. So she's like, oh, well, just another reason to hate Mark Darcy because he was rude to her. And then she found out this horrible thing about him. So she's like, okay, fuck Mark Darcy. So she cracks on with Daniel and they go along to a weekend away to a family party that her mum is hosting or something. Um, and he has to split because he has 
important work to do. She has important work to do. So she goes to this party dressed as a as a Playboy bunny um, because she does not get the memo that it's no longer a... Um, Tarts and Vickers party. Tarts and Vickers party. Um, so that's happening. There's also, <laughs> there's also a subplot going on where her mum and dad are separated Separating. because yeah. um, her mum has fallen in love with a guy who does like... Um, internet shopping not internet shopping like television shopping tele shopping like qvc yeah oh yeah so he leaves she goes back to london to his flat like to his house or whatever to visit him and he's like oh bridget give me an hour i'm really busy and i will see you so just leave and i'll i'll be back with you in a minute because i've got an hour's work of work to do mm. she's about to leave and she sees a cardigan a pink sparkly cardigan on the Coat it's not hers. It's not hers. It's not hers. Um, so she's like, okay, fuck this guy. She runs upstairs, she opens the bathroom door, and there is some woman from the New York office. Um oh, sitting completely Yeah, Lara. She's completely naked and she's just holding like um why is she doing that? She's holding some sort of like I think it's supposed to be presentation like a book. presentation plan thing across her across her tits. And she and she says like, "Oh, I thought you said she was thin." What I just I'm really confused quick, about this. Very because... quick sidebar: Why did Lara, who Hugh Grant was cheating on Bridget with, and Natasha, who Mark Darcy was shagging, why did why was it like the same woman? I don't know. I was very confused by that. They looked very they had similar. The exact same haircut, and they were both tall and thin and kind of rude. And I remember what as a child getting really confused, and then watching it again yesterday, I was like, "It's not just the same actress with glasses on, is it? Why would that happen? No, it's not. Why do they do that? I don't know. Not, there's, there's more than two haircuts in 2001. <laughs> I, I guess it's not. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you've, you've also listened to the Beckdale cast. We're, this is um this 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 decision of ours to watch Bridget Jones was inspired by the Beckdale cast podcast. Who mm-hmm. great podcast? Um, who also covered this? Um, and yeah, they were like, "Why didn't you just put a wig on one of them?" Yeah, yeah. And when I listened to that, I was like, "They're not that similar." But then, yeah, watching it yesterday, I was like, "Oh, they do look the exact same. They're exactly they the same. Exact same. It looks like one woman with glasses on and an American accent, and then they're just like, uh, you also be Mark Darcy's girlfriend.' That would be confusing. Everyone yeah, <laughs> I'm also confused really? because it turns out that Daniel and Lara are engaged. Mm. But I'm confused mm-hmm. why. Daniel would have talked about Bridget to his fiance. Like, why is she the one hiding away? I think, I think, oh, okay. I think because Daniel Cleaver's like, a Bridget, when, so the next day, Bridget storms into the office and is like, well, she doesn't storm in, she just goes into like do some business. She's like looking at her sheet of paper and she's like, oh, this person said this, this person said this. And Daniel's like, look, Bridge, I feel so bad. Um, and Bridget's like, I don't even understand. Like, you literally just met her. And Daniel Cleaver's like, uh, and she goes, oh, I see. Like, you do know each other. And then Daniel Cleaver says that they met in the New York office. So I assumed that they knew each other and dated 
while he was in the New York office. Then she came to London for this business trip and they ended up shagging, shagging. <laughs> and, um, and, um, and then getting together and being like, hey, we should be engaged. I don't know. Yeah, that bit was confusing too for me. I don't mm-hmm. know, but they're engaged and out of nowhere. Um, fuck Lara. I don't like yeah, Lara. She's at all. so rude unnecessarily to Bridget. Anyway, and that happens, and then she goes into work the next day and she quits. Yeah. Oh, no, she doesn't. And she has she, this like she, girl she, boss moment. Oh, no, she gets, she goes to work, and then she's like, okay, I, I can't be here anymore. So she tries to, so she's like, okay, fuck this. I'm going to bin all of these men books. I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to join the gym. I'm going to get my life together. Which, you know, good for her if, if that's going to make her happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then she tries to find a job in television and she succeeds um, with Sit Up Britain. Sit I think Up is Britain. The, which is the, is, the, is the station that she manages to get a job at um, by saying, I shagged my boss. Um, and he's like, <laughs> okay, you got the job. And then she, and then he's like, don't worry, you won't get fired for shagging your boss here. It's like protocol to shag your boss. <laughs> Which is so gross. She goes oh, from one terrible so company strange. to another terrible <laughs> company. Um, I mean, yeah. Say what you will about like middle-aged men in control of companies. I will say what I will. <laughs> they probably suck. I mean, yeah, uh, they probably suck. The, the, um, the Bridget Jones universe version of these men is probably not completely inaccurate. No, especially two thousand and one. Men in power in media in two thousand and one. They're going to be kind of gross. Um, I just know both these guys are like really into Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> both um, Daniel Cleaver and um, his, her new boss at Silver Prison, you know they like love Jeremy Clarkson. They just have that, such that vibe. Mm. That's the vibe. <laughs> yeah, so she gets this new job and she goes in and she's like, I'm quitting. I'm starting my new job today. So goodbye. And he's like, oh, I'd, but- I'd rather have a job wiping Saddam Hussein's ass than be within 20 feet of you. Yeah. So she quits that. She starts working there. She does some kind of embarrassing things on TV and she becomes a sort of laughing stock. But then she gets this opportunity to interview somebody who's in this big international human rights trial. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't get the interview, but she runs into Mark Darcy, Darcy. who is a barrister. And he is the he is representing this um, this couple in this trial. So he manages to get her a an exclusive interview with the two of them on television, and then she becomes like you know a national treasure or whatever. Um, yeah, and then although the interview seems to be about two seconds long, yeah, and <laughs> um, she may just ask like, did they always fancy each other? This couple. And I love that bit. Oh, I know, God, it's I really cute. so much. She's got this, like, opportunity for a really hard-hitting interview. And she's like, have you guys always fancied each other? <laughs> it's so cute. I love Bridget. Yeah, love so she, she's really happy with herself. She's doing really great. She's got a successful career. It's her birthday. So she goes yeah. home to, like, make herself um, a birthday feast for her and her friends, which is really cute. And she is a terrible cook, obviously. Yes. And then Mark Darcy turns up unannounced, funnily enough. Um, and he is like, hey, 
can I hang out with you? Can we talk? Um, and then, oh wait, have we missed the bit where he says, I love you, I, not I love you, I like you for who you are? <gasps> yes, okay, yes, oh my God. So before the before the interview with the, the important interview and her birthday, she goes to this like awful dinner, which is all married couples. And of course, when she gets there, fucking Mark and Natasha are there as a couple. They're not married, but like they're there together. Are they dating at this point? Uh, it never really explores whether they're dating or not, or whether she just likes him. Yeah, I think it's kind of <clears throat> one of those weird situations where like they spend a lot of time together and they're both single and they work together and they'd be a great couple. And kind of just everyone around them is like, you guys would be an amazing couple. That's like the vibe I get. Um, so they're all at this horrible like dinner party, which is awful. But everyone's basically just grilling Bridget on why she's single and doesn't have babies. The minute she sits um, down, someone asks her, so how's your love life, Bridget? And then he's like, cock's ticking. Come yeah, on, you're 32. Better, and like, better pop one of those sprugs out. I was like, oh, God. Oh, we said, didn't we? I was like, Bridget Jones is the patient of a fucking saint because I would have kicked off I know. so hard by now. Yeah. Um, so uh, she tries and, to leave yeah. and then... He says, oh, I like you for who Mark, you yeah, are. Yeah, Mark, like, chases her to the door and is like, look, <coughs> we got off on a bad start, but, you know, we keep running into each other. And even though you smoke too much and you talk too much and you drink too much, I like you. And she's like, yeah, apart from the drinking and the smoking and the talking. And he's like, no, no, no. I like you just the way you are. <gasps> Which is a low bar. <laughs> very low bar yeah <laughs> very low bar um but then but then yeah then I think like a week later or something it's the big interview and that when she but she bumps into Mark Darcy she's like hey you like me just as I am and he's like yeah do you need help with your with your career stuff um and then he really does help her like he gets at that big interview and that's like a big move um is very helpful mm-hmm. and then yeah then it's his birthday, her birthday Mark Darcy turns up helps like, her cook no. Yeah, taking the piss out of her and is like, let me help. Um, um, and she friends makes come over. They have like a they have horrible a meal of blue yeah, they have a soup. dinner of blue soup and like marmalade think, and an omelette. Yeah, blue soup, <laughs> omelette, and marmalade, and it looks horrible. And they're all laughing. And I really love this this moment because they're all just like taking the piss out of her cooking, but in such a lovely way, and it's really sweet. Yeah. And you can see like, they're just all trying to drink it. <laughs> they're all trying to like eat the soup, and they're like. Bridget, we love you, but <laughs> this is terrible. And they all laugh. Yeah. It's funny. And I think my like quarantine brain really like had a moment watching everyone have like a dinner party and have silly and fun. I was like, uh. <laughs> I need, I need, I need friendship and uh, dinner parties. Yeah, not that I've ever been to a dinner party in my life, but it's gonna start. Well, maybe one day. Maybe we'll start. Maybe we'll host a dinner party. Um, we'll host a Bridget Jones themed dinner party where we make blue soup. Yes. <laughs> um, but yes, that happens. And then who turns up unannounced to this party? Uh, it's Daniel Cleaver, who presumes that she's going to be alone on her birthday, which is really rude, actually. Yeah. The first thing he says, he's like, oh, I assumed you'd be alone. <laughs> Fuck you, Daniel Yeah, like he just kind of <laughs> presumes that when Bridget is not with him she just doesn't have anyone else she just is alone but like she has friends and she has Mark Darcy and she's having a great time and then they 
Mark Darcy and Daniel Cleaver. Um, well, Mark Darcy is like, you know what, Daniel Cleaver? Meet me outside. And they have yeah. this massive fight scene, which is super long. And they get into like, this Greek restaurant. They crash through a window. And no one's really sure like what they're fighting about. Because well, like, Bridget still thinks that Daniel Cleaver... Daniel Cleaver's fiance was, you know, that Mark Darcy stolen by Mark stole, Darcy, yeah. yeah. Um, but basically, that happens. That ends. Mark, Mark Darcy smacks down Daniel Cleaver, KO. Yeah, and Bridget's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you people?" Um, and and then uh, it's Christmas, I think. And then it's Christmas, yeah. And she's spending Christmas oh, yeah. with so, her. So, yeah, yeah, so Daniel Cleaver's like, come on, Bridge, like, you know, I just fought for you. Let's get back together. And Bridget's like, no, bitch, no, I don't want to go with you either. And then it's Christmas. Yeah, and she spends Christmas with her dad. Um, and then <laughs> depressing her... Christmas. Huh? I have a really depressing Christmas because his mum, her mum's left, her dad. And she's single and they're just like sitting in their pajamas smoking and watching QVC. <laughs> yeah, and then the mum comes over and she's like, I'm so sorry about everything that I've done. You know, he wasn't who I thought he was and like only left because you weren't paying enough attention to me and you weren't being, you know, good to me. Yeah, and I did like that bit because she was like, you know, I understand that I did something wrong, but also it's because of this and your needs to change as well and and he's like of course like you know I, 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 I don't work without, without you. you it's so oh, cute I like that bit <laughs> I, and it, I feel like it's, it's quite nice to see that kind of relationship because if you're married to someone for a really long time it's never going to be perfect and people make mistakes and it's nice to see yeah. it kind of you can take a little separation and, and like and kind of reassess and that you still you know, you, really love each other yeah and that's very cute. And then they're like, "I love love." <laughs> I know it's very sweet. And <laughs> then they're like, um, "Okay, Bridget, we're going to go to the Darcy's Ruby anniversary party. Are you coming?" And she's like, "No, fuck, fuck Mark Darcy. I'm not coming." And then um, she's like, "Oh," she says something basically like, "Oh, <clears throat> her." Oh, Christmas is always a sad time for Mark Darcy because. That's it's when, when his wife left him or something like that. And Bridget's like, what? No. Uh, Mark stole Daniel Cleaver's wife. And Pam, Bridget's mum, is like, no. Mark Darcy came home on like Christmas Eve, ran upstairs. Daniel Cleaver and his wife in the most like unorthodox position or something like that. Yeah. So actually, flip Uno reverse, turn the tables. Daniel Cleaver stole Mark Darcy's wife, not the other way around. <gasps> and Bridget's like, oh my God, this whole time, Daniel Cleaver's a scumbag and Mark Darcy isn't actually really that bad. So she goes and gets like suited and booted and goes yeah. to um to this big party. And she pulls Mark Darcy aside and she's like, hey, I just wanted to let you know that I like you for who you are. And I, you know, despite all of the stuff that you've done, I think you're really great and I like you. And he's like, oh, really? Um, <laughs> and then they have to go into the room 
and Natasha is all looking all smug and his parents announce that he's going to New York with Natasha and Natasha is going to be their daughter-in-law. I don't know whether it's confirming they actually were engaged or whether his, the, his I think it, just again, like, it was like hinted at. It was like yeah, yeah. I think it, was, it seems like to me the whole time it's like one of those weird pushy relationships where like Mark's kind of not interested but kind of just going along with it and it's like okay okay because it makes I'm gonna, sense I'm gonna end up parent. married to this woman yeah yeah and then um Bridget goes no no and shouts and then everyone's like um yes she's like it will be such a shame for England to lose such a great lawyer <laughs> and then she just leaves the party um which is kind of iconic and she goes back to her flat and um then her friends come round and they're like hey Bridget we know you're having a really shit time we've booked you a trip to Paris for the weekend let's go pack your shit right now we're leaving which is so fucking cute and then who the fuck turns up it's Mark Darcy back from New York and he's like Bridget look and he's like oh my god he's like I realised I left something at home that wasn't in New York and she's like what this and then kisses her he kisses her Woo! Yeah. and so she her and Mark Darcy um, are like kissing in the snow and her friends are like are you coming to Paris and she's like no firstly no, I'm gonna have sex with this guy <laughs> I mean like if that happened to me I would support my friend full if she was like actually I'm gonna stay home and shag this person that I am in love with I'd be like okay good for you but also go to Paris bitch yeah I'm I, I'm also both I'm like can I can I shag this guy and then we go to Paris? Yeah. <laughs> Can you give me a hot Why couldn't Mark just come to Paris with them? I mean, he seems like he's quite rich. He could also just book a ticket on the Eurostar or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Why well. Whatever. Well, anyway, well, it didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. She stays home to be with Mark Darcy and... There, she's getting all excited because they're gonna have sex, and she's changing her underwear she goes, in the other she room. She goes and finds some tiny pants, <laughs> um, and then Mark um, <clears throat> finds her diary, Bridget Jones's diary, mm. which is basically never mentioned. The in this titular, film. the titular diary, and it's open on a page, or he starts just rifling through it, which I think is a bit rude. Um, <laughs> just like, rifle through some diary, okay. Diary. <laughs> um, and it says all this stuff about how awful he is, and so he leaves without saying anything just is like mm. goodbye and then Bridget's like holy shit where the fuck have you gone she realizes he's read the diary she's like shit mm. I fucked this up so she pulls on some trainers pulls on a cardigan is literally just wearing a vest and her pants underneath that Iconic and she look. runs through the snow in London central London Mark to apologize for the diary and then she finds him and he's coming out the shop and he was like I was just going to buy you a new diary so we can start over together weird move in my opinion but okay yeah. and then they make out in the street and, and like then, old women clap them and then it ends that's the end of the film <laughs> which i i forgot it ended like that and when the credits came up i was like no i wanted there to be more <laughs> i well, want there like, more there's two more I mean, there's films. two other films yeah um I, yeah that's bridget jones that's, yeah that's the plot Oh boy, there's a lot to talk about within there, though. Yeah, where do you want to start? I mean, I think probably one of the 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 worst parts about this film is the just the slamming on Bridget Jones. 
continually yeah. throughout the film she's just made to feel leave Bridget alone that's my agenda for this episode <laughs> yeah everyone should have just left Bridget alone she was doing fine she's, she's she happy was... Bridget is never mean to anyone particularly, apart from in her diaries, the only place that she's actually rude about anyone. Yeah, she's um, a little, um, she, she speaks about thinking, uh, which is highly relatable. Mm. <laughs> um, and like, so some of the stuff she says kind of comes across a bit rude, but you can tell like through her character that she's just rambling. Yeah, um, I don't think she's ever, she's never cruel in the way that no. the men in her life are really cruel to her no. everyone's just really mean to Bridget for no reason and she people are constantly horrible about the way she looks the way she acts and I, I don't think she does anything no. bad I don't think she's I don't think she's a particularly embarrassing person she doesn't look bad in any way or you know she doesn't look I mean even in like Hollywood standards of what someone's you know meant to look like she doesn't even look bad she doesn't look frumpy or gross or fat like um the obsession the obsession with Bridget Jones's weight in this film it's horrible unbelievable like I knew it was gonna be bad I remembered it was bad but watching it again last night I was like oh oh it's 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 really quite bad like because firstly she's mentioned constantly Firstly, she's like, oh yeah, we worked out um, how much she weighs. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, and she's At like, beginning when she's like, pounds. I currently weigh 136 pounds. And which was, I googled it, which is nine stone. She's something. so small. She's a tiny, tiny woman. And um, Rennie Zellweger gained like 25 pounds for this movie. But Rennie Zellweger was a tiny, tiny woman to begin with. And yeah. she doesn't look big at all and also it's just the way she looks slightly different is like her face is a little bit rounder and it works she looks looks great she looks so cute and also like just the blatant fat phobia basically being like you know because Bridget Jones has you know a couple extra pounds that she is somehow ugly and disgusting which is just so fat phobic because weight has nothing to do with any of that stuff it's just so rude and and mean the ca- characters take the piss out of her outfits. Uh, it's oh god, it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's 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 real bad. Like when fucking Lara, uh, when Bridget storms into the bathroom and sees Lara with the the sheet thing over her tits, and she's like, "I thought you said she was thin." Fuck off, Lara. <laughs> she's That's not. Like- She's Why was Daniel Cleaver him. talking about Bridget Jones and Bridget Jones's weight to yes. someone else? And he was like, oh yeah, I'm dating Bridget Jones. She's thin. <laughs> it's just bizarre. Like it's just she's real thin, by the way. Don't worry. And oh like, God. it's the bar is just so low for the, all these men. <laughs> like, I'm they so just sorry go. To women in 2001, the bar like, was the bar was so low. Because even Mark Darcy, who is kind of presented like the sort of good guy in the movie, even he's horrible about her, about things that did not deserve to be horrible about. No. Yeah, he's... he. Yeah. He sucks. <laughs> he really sucks. Suck. I don't think He Bridget... kind of just like lightly negs her the entire film as well. He's kind of just like, 
oh, you talk a bit much. Oh, your speeches are a bit embarrassing. Like, he kind of raises his eyebrows at her all the time. Shut it's up, just Mark. so rude. Everyone's just so up, rude Mark. to Bridget, and Bridget is lovely to everyone. Um, I think also a thing that we should mention is the um, pride and prejudice element of this film. This so, is your area of expertise, by yeah, like, so, love. This is not anything I know about. <laughs> Mark Darcy is obviously called Mr. Darcy, and mm-hmm. Colin Firth, who plays Mark Darcy, is also plays Mr. Darcy in Pride and Prejudice. Um, yeah, which and... is in the 90s. And I think that's when Bridget Jones, Helen Fielding wrote Bridget Jones like around the same time. So I think it was on purpose. Because mm. I think she was like a big fan of of the, the, the Colin Firth miniseries version of Pride and Prejudice. Yes, and also in Pride and Prejudice, Mark Darcy, so Elizabeth Bennet, perceives Mark Darcy to be a bad person because she is told by, so I believe that Daniel Cleaver is meant to represent George Wickham, who is a sort of army officer or some sort of militia officer in... Pride and Prejudice, who <clears throat> knew Mark Darcy growing up because um, he became like a ward of Mark Darcy's father and they became very close. But. Um, oh, his name's actually Mark Darcy in Pride and Prejudice. Oh, no, I don't think so. I can't remember. Oh. What his <laughs> anyway, Mr. Darcy <clears throat> um, and Wickham know each other from when they were younger. And mm. Elizabeth Bennet meets Wickham and she thinks he's great. She thinks he's lovely. And um, he says to her that uh, Mr. Darcy um, wrote him out of their father's will or Darcy's father's will because um, he was jealous that his father loved him more than him. Oh. But so basically she's like, oh, that's awful. I can't believe that she- he would write you out of the inheritance or take the money from you just because he was jealous. But it turns out later on that Darcy did not in fact do that because he was jealous. He did that because he ran away with his 15 year old sister <gasps> and left her abandoned um, and basically used her and manipulated her. <laughs> um, so oh, that's a pretty- kind of table. Yes, it's pretty similar in the in the fact that, you know, we're, we're meant to believe that Darcy is this terrible character who did this really awful thing to Daniel Cleaver, Daniel Cleaver and Wickham. But it turns out that Daniel Cleaver and Wickham actually did the terrible thing to Darcy, um, which you find out later on. And then Elizabeth Bennet goes, "Oh shit! Um, I'm really sorry. I did not realize all of this stuff had happened. I've been misled." Uh-huh. And so does Bridget Jones. Yeah, I love you most ardently. Yeah, and then... I like you just the way you are. Oh, I love romance. (laughs) And and also, I think another sort of similarity is the fact that Darcy gets her that interview in, Mm. does does all these kind of nice things for her. In in Pride and Prejudice, um, he helps her by, because basically in, in Pride and Prejudice, Wickham runs off with one of her sisters, Elizabeth Bennett's sisters. Mm, mm. And in order to make that better, he goes to 
where they're getting married and he pays for their wedding he pays them to get set up somewhere so they actually can be like an official married couple so there isn't um any sort of drama in the family he basically stops it being for being a scandal by actually getting them officially married and set up somewhere so yeah i think it's quite similar in the fact that yes darcy is portrayed as evil horrible man and it turns out that he's okay he's fine you know he's not he's not exactly great i mean he's still i think he's 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 quite mean about um the bennett's he thinks the bennett's are kind of beneath him a little bit and um in prime prejudice he stops um hit elizabeth bennett's sister another sister so many fucking sisters from getting married to Mr. Bingley, who she's fallen in love with because he does not believe that the Bennets and the Bingleys are a good match because the Bingleys are extremely wealthy and the Bennets are, you know, poor, quote unquote poor. I mean, they're not poor because they've got servants and a beautiful house, but yes. So he does do some shitty things in Pride and Prejudice and in Bridget Jones, but he kind of is redeemed at the end. To be just okay, I guess. If you have to, to just be like fine, not, not an awful, awful <laughs> you, human being. If you've got to choose between these two, fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I think that's the sort of general um, similarities yeah, between the two. Damn. Yeah. Well, neat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I've never, I've never seen or read Pride and Prejudice, so I have no idea. Um, Neat. At some point, I'm going to force you to sit down and watch Pride and Prejudice with me. I know, you told me. Watch the mini series where Colin first steps out of the lake with his white shirt all. Which he does in the second film, in Edge of Reason. They hit. Spoilers. In Edge of Reason, (laughs) Colin Firth and and, uh, Hugh Grant, Daniel Cleaver, um, have have another punch up. But this time they fall into a fountain, <laughs> and and um, and um, and Colin Firth uh, steps out of the fountain in like a wet white shirt, and I think Colin Firth also does it again in St Trinian's. He also jumps out. He also walks out of a lake in a wet shirt. He can't. He can't be stopped. He's he he's cashing in on this experience. <laughs> can't be tamed. No. Um, there could be a wet shirt moment in Mamma Mia 1 or 2 as well. Wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, yeah I wonder whether it's him shirt. or whether he just gets so sick of <laughs> of um, writers just asking him to writers and directors asking him to step out of things in a white shirt. <laughs> I'm sure he must get sick of it. Maybe he loves I it. Maybe he's like, well, this whatever. is the highlight of my career. This is what I'm famous for. The bank home, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I think okay. we also need to look at how horny this film is because that is what we are here to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I... <sighs> okay. Controversial statement. I think some of the, the sexiest bits, some of the horniest bits, is the I am sexual harassment in the office. Mm-hmm. And I have... More <laughs> to say. Okay. Explain. Expand on I this. I have my point. finger up on this Zoom call. I'm like, here I am. Um, so I, because it's Hugh Grant 
in 2001 sending you like salacious sexual mm. harassmenty work I am intranet messages what she I was like oh it's kind of cute it's kind of hot like flag with your sexy boss you look out through the window every day um I think the real <laughs> issue with with this scene is the fact that they both acknowledge that it's sexual harassment yeah. and she's like yeah. oh I'm being sexually harassed by my boss right now like sends that to him it's very bizarre because I wouldn't have an issue with it if he was just straight up flirting with her. It's the it's the kind of mention that it is sexual harassment. It's the weird veneer of like boss employee. Yeah, and dynamic. I know that they're like that's kind of part of the hotness of like a boss employee relationship. Yeah. But also, it's the kind of she's like, oh, you're sexually harassing me right now, and it's like, Ooh, don't be sexually harassing me. It, this was also on the Bechdel cast where they mentioned this and talked about the Buscemi test. Mm-hmm. Do you know about the Buscemi test? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, I, which I don't like because I like Steve Buscemi. Um, so I was thinking about this in the shower earlier and I was like... It's kind of mean. Okay, so if it was someone else, if it wasn't Steve Buscemi, I thought... Oh yeah, by the way, the Steve Buscemi test is if you swap out Steve Buscemi with this with the actor, would you still think it it's creepy? fine? Yeah. Yeah, is it and creepy? I thought, replace him with Piers Morgan. If Piers yes. Morgan was your boss... And was sending you little IMs and saying, where is your skirt? Your skirt is too short. Boo, 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 sexy, sexy. Mm-hmm. You would cry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, I think Piers Morgan is a much better um, replacement. The Piers Morgan test. If, if Daniel Cleaver was played by Piers Morgan, would you find it acceptable for him to be flirting with you in the workplace? No. No. It's crazy. No. You'd, you'd cry and scream. Um, yeah. However, one of the horniest parts of the film, that bit sexy. There's not. Uh, despite the yeah, whole film being about, you know, trying to find a boyfriend and trying to fall in love and stuff, not a lot of sexy parts in it. It's quite a sexless film. There's only one sex scene in the film between her and Daniel Cleaver. It's not even a sex scene. I mean, you, you presume that they sex have sex. Scene. You get a post-coital scene. Coital? That doesn't sound right. Um, <laughs> post, post-sex scene. Scene. Um, where Bridget's like, you know what you just did to me is illegal in some countries. Uh, I want to know what he did to her. Probably anal just... sex. It's anal sex. Because then immediately afterwards, he's like, if you say that, oh, because she's like, I love you. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and, um, oh that's cringe she like, asks yeah. if um he loves her and she he's like we met on, start, on we start shagging on tuesday <laughs> yeah it's just very bizarre bridge oh bridget oh bridget she's just um, very um naive i think yeah yeah um <clears throat> and then he's like if you say that again i'm gonna do the illegal thing again and then she like flirtily says it again and then he's like right bend over <laughs> Get, let me get you something to bite down on <laughs> which is not funny no it's horrible um um so it's, yeah it's anal sex it's anal sex they just had they just had sexy sex sexy sexy anal sex um good for them i guess yes uh but that's you want to do you want to rate this film on horniness? Because we are coming to the horniness. end of the show. Oh, we are. Oh, we are. Okay, listen. 
right. I'm going to give it like a four on horniness. Uh, she looks great. A lot of the time she wears great outfits. She does wear a very short skirt. Uh, there's a great bit where Daniel Cleaver really likes her giant underwear. That spoke to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really, really enjoyed this film. Uh, apart from apart from the occasional homophobic slur and uh, a really a transphobic joke that they threw in about two seconds before the credits ended, which was strange. Yeah, they just didn't <laughs> need that to do that. Cut out of the Netflix uh, <laughs> edition of it, at least. Mm. Um, uh, but I really, I really, I really enjoyed the film. Not horny, but it made me laugh. It was a lot funnier than I remembered. Mm. Um, uh, and as an adult human being now I'm like yeah all this weight stuff all this single girl tragedy spinster at 32 stuff is problematic but I just I just support Bridget Jones I want the best for her and yeah I I think that's what I take away from this movie as well is like fuck all the rest of the characters apart from her friends are really nice Mm. and just like I stand Bridget Jones I think she's great I think she you know I would also I would rate this about yeah Maybe maybe a three out of ten because it's not a sexy film. It's not a sexy film. It has more. It's more innuendo than it is sexy. Mm. There's, there's more like dirty jokes. Yeah, and I just hate um, the men in it, and I don't think that any of them are awful. Her. All the men are awful. A lot of the women are pretty awful as well, um, apart from her mates. Um, yeah, basically everyone's but, awful so- apart from. Bridget and her friends. There's Those no real sexy who moments. Invited her to that married couple's dinner. <laughs> rot. Because <laughs> that was awful. Who? <laughs> Why would you invite your one single friend to a dinner where everyone else is a couple? Absolutely not. Get a hobby. That's not. That's not nice at all. No. Especially sing- especially married friends that are going to be rude like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck I that feel like couple it's... with the curly hair. I hated them. Oh, I know. Rude. Yes. This is this is not a horny film, but I would say if you want to watch something kind of like cheeky and fun with your mum. Watch Bridget Jones. Watch I'm sure Bridget you Jones. I'm sure you all have watched Bridget Jones your mum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get a nice white wine. Uh probably not a Chardonnay, because even though Bridge loves a Chardonnay, one. Chardonnay tastes like butter and it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Why does it taste um, so dairy like? I don't know. Like get, get, get a nice Pinot, sit down with your mum and and i don't know have a stan Google. bridget jones stan bridget jones yeah Dunning. but yes thank you guys <laughs> for listening to us ramble on about how much we love and bridget, bridget jones. jones as a character <laughs> um and how much we hate everyone else in the film yeah i want i want a um a one woman show of bridget jones <laughs> me too <laughs> i want it give me yes thank you guys and We'll speak to you soon. We'll speak to you whenever we can, please. Yeah. Bye. Ah! <sighs>
Ay, ay, ay. 